0: Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. My name's Yvette Dempsey and I'm a Queensland branch committee member and a Gold Coast representative. I'm recording live from day three of Speech Pathology Australia's 2019 National Conference. I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr Michelle Brown, uh, who has recently presented on Reading with Babies Impacts Literacy, Language and Numeracy Skills at 8-9 to Years. But I'm going to let you, Michelle, tell us a lot more about it uh, and maybe start with what led you to investigating Book Reading with Babies.
1: Thank you for inviting me to share this research with you. My interest in book reading with babies, also referred to as early storybook reading, parent-child book reading and shared reading, began approximately eight years ago when I was working as a speech-language pathologist clinician at a community health centre and providing advice to new parents groups on how to support language development through parent-child book reading while at the same time having a caseload with a high proportion of toddlers with language disorder. I often used book reading as a therapy tool. However, at the time there was limited evidence for the effectiveness of book reading with infants, which led me to embark on further investigation on how book reading during infancy can support language and ultimately literacy development. The study that I'd like to share with you today builds upon the seven years of research i conducted into book reading with my colleagues, which has highlighted that parents value book reading and engage in frequent parent-child book reading, and that workshops delivered to parents on book reading can strengthen children's language and social communication development. Within Australia and around the world, there are a number of initiatives to encourage parents to engage in book reading with babies. Within Australia, there's Let's Read, Better Beginnings, First Five at Five, to name a few, and then abroad there's very well-known ones such as Book Start and Reach Out and Read. Evidence in favour of book reading during infancy to date points to benefits for language and social communication skills. Ferrant and Zubrick 2013 found that book reading during infancy supported not only joint attention, but also predicted predicted vocabulary outcomes, Um, at school entry. The link between book reading and vocabulary outcomes has also been highlighted by both Book Start and Reach Out and Read studies which have found that book reading during infancy supports language development. Other positive outcomes from book reading initiatives include increased frequency of book reading, increased parental confidence with reading with their infant and increased perceived child interest or enjoyment. These are all encouraging outcomes. However, for many of these initiatives, the ultimate goal is to strengthen literacy development and to set these children up for success with mastering literacy. Um, While there is evidence that book reading with preschool and primary school children supports later literacy success, there is limited evidence with with infants and as Demer et al 2011 have quoted, despite the widespread belief in the importance of parent-child book reading interactions for children's later language and reading outcomes, empirical evidence supporting this link is weak. Given that literacy skills are a salient predictor of later life outcomes, specifically academic achievement, employment, quality of life, and mental health, as reported by researchers such as Law, Rush, Schoon, and Parsons 2009 and McLaughlin, Spears, and Shanazar 2012, further research was needed to understand the long term benefits from book reading with infants. This led to the development of the present study, where we sought to investigate whether book reading with infants supported academic achievement, and in particular language, literacy and numeracy skills of primary school children. Our hypothesis hypothesis was that higher levels of book reading during infancy would predict higher language, literacy and numeracy scores in grade 3 when the children were 8 to 9 years. Using data from the longitudinal study of Australian children, participants were 3,547 infants and their caregivers, 95% of whom were the child's mother. Participants were from the B or birth cohort. And for further information on how participants were recruited, you can have a look at the Gray and Stanson 2005 article. The variable of interest for the present study was a question on book reading that was conducted when the infants were one to two years of age as part of a mail out questionnaire from wave 1.5. Caregivers were asked to report on average how many minutes per day they read with their infant at home using a five point scale. This scale ranged from fewer than 5 minutes, 6 to 10 minutes, 11 to 20 minutes and 21 to 40 minutes and and more than 40 minutes per day. Literacy, language and numeracy outcomes were examined seven to eight years later when the children were in grade three using the National Assessment Program for Literacy and Numeracy, commonly referred to as NAPLAN. Covariates included in our study were infant gender, infant age, indigenous status, language background and socioeconomic position. Socioeconomic position was a variable created by LSAC that was a combination of maternal education, paternal education, occupational prestige and total household income. Data were analyzed using multiple regression analyses. The results indicated that book reading at one to two years of age positively predicted language, literacy, and numeracy scores in grade three with small effect sizes. This is even after controlling for infant gender, infant age, indigenous status, language background, and socioeconomic position. This finding was consistent with our hypothesis and indicated that higher levels of book reading during infancy predicted higher language, literacy, and numeracy scores at eight to nine years of age when the children were in grade three. This is a really encouraging finding as it provides evidence with a relatively large sample that book reading during infancy supports academic achievement at eight to nine years and specifically language, literacy, and numeracy skills. While this result is not altogether surprising, it does provide evidence to support book reading initiatives that are currently being conducted both within Australia and across the globe. It also has implications for us as speech-language pathologists, for educators and for policymakers to inform parents of the long-term benefits of book reading and to support parents to engage in book reading with infants. As with most research, this study is not without limitations. The present study examined one component of book reading, namely duration, the number of minutes parents read with their infant. While this research indicated that duration of book reading is an important component of book reading for later academic achievement, other components of book reading such as parent-child eye contact, joint attention and turn taking may support academic achievement and requires further investigation. There is still much unknown about book reading with infants and future research should be directed at supporting parents to engage in high levels of book reading and to maximise the opportunity that book reading provides for language learning to support later language literacy and numeracy success. The take home message from today's podcast is that daily reading with infants impacts academic achievement in grade three. Following on from this encouraging finding, our next study titled Story Babies aims to empower and support parents, speech language pathologists, and educators with book reading with infants through a publicly available website with a free evidence-based book reading intervention and resources. To keep up to date with our research, you can follow us on Twitter at Michelle Brown SP and at Sharon McLeod and ResearchGate. If you're interested in being part of our focus group for the development of the Story Babies website, you can also contact me on mishbrown at csu.edu.au. Thank you for listening and just to recap, the take home message is that daily reading with infants strengthens academic achievement in grade three and to encourage you to keep up the fantastic work that you're doing as speech pathologists and to continue supporting parents and educators with encouraging book reading with infants and to inform parents and educators of these long term benefits. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Michelle. That is so inspiring and something we can all do straight away. There's a great way to engage with families as well, so
1: thank you. Did you want to mention your collaborators? Yes, so working with me on this study, and the study was, fun, was found, sorry, funded by a senior research fellowship that was awarded to Professor Sharon McLeod, and Audrey Wang is another um, researcher as part of the study, so thank you for that. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, we're going to continue with some more questions questions about reading to babies and I wanted to ask Michelle, um, can you do storytelling without
1: a book? Thank you, Yvette. That's an excellent question, and I think it's an important question to be asking, particularly when we consider um, families that come from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, and thinking about that, there's oral, there's oral storytelling as well, and the impact of that. And we certainly want to be encouraging families to continue to be doing oral storytelling. We definitely don't want to don't want them to stop that. Um, my research has really been with books, um, and the reason that. I like working um, with books is because it provides multimodal um, information for children. So they're not only getting that auditory information, but they've got that visual information as well, which can help to support their understanding also really important for babies who can often be quite passive in the interaction and may provide non-verbal interactions is actually having that tactile input where their turn might be turning the page or even just touching the picture and books really help to support that so it really provides that multimodal opportunity for learning. Mm.
0: So given the tactile aspect of an actual book uh, we do seem to be talking Books as opposed to stories on
1: iPads? Yes, so that's a very interesting topic. And I, I have to say, I haven't done much research yet in terms of e-books versus, um, versus hard copy books. I think it is very it is a very interesting area and one that I'd really want to be looking at, how much eye contact are we able to obtain if we're engaging with the screen? Are we still able to have that parent-child eye contact? Because we know from some previous research that I've conducted um, with myself and Professor Gail Gillen and Dr. Marlene. Westervelt and Dr David Trembath that parent child eye contact is so important in book reading how are we able to facilitate that if there is a screen involved as well so that's something I would be interested in exploring down the track
0: that's great thank you and this segues into another question really which is how important are the pictures
1: Yes, so I think pictures are really important, particularly for these young children. So in the study that I've mentioned just before, the children were one to two years of age, but even the research that I've conducted with babies zero to twelve months of age, the pictures are extremely important. As I mentioned before, children might take turns just by touching the pictures and it might help them to make that picture sound word connection where they're really trying to connect what that word means and the visual of the picture can help to support that. So I do think the pictures are very important and to discuss the pictures there's such a wealth of information in the um, in the pictures that we see the illustrators are incredible and the drawings that they make are amazing and there's often quite a story in the background if you just look at the picture there's so much to talk about so really encouraging um, parents speech pathologists educators to You don't just have to stick to the script, discuss the pictures, talk about what's going on. There's often a good opportunity to bring verbs in. I'm a big fan of talking about verbs as much as possible even with young young babies and it's really to support their language development so thinking about how you can bring in those words and not just focusing just on that one word class the nouns which we can be so tempted to talk about because they're more obvious well we were hearing about that only this morning um, verbs are so necessary and
0: all those um Uh, conjunction words and adjectives so uh, you can go for your life really I'm sort of thinking when you've got a good picture. Yes so much to talk about. (laughs) Yes and you've already touched on this but I might as well um, absolutely clarify it. Um, How young can you go reading to babies? What do you mean by young babies?
1: That's an excellent question. So although the research study that I presented today was with um, babies who were one to two years of age, earlier research that I've conducted over the past seven years has been with babies zero to 12 months of age. And I would be recommending that parents engage in book reading from birth. Mm-hmm. Um, really encouraging parents to read as, as from as young as possible and um, some earlier research that I conducted, we actually found that parents valued book reading and that 76% of parents and this data was actually collected here in Brisbane mm-hmm. um, in two different areas, a less advantaged area and a more advantaged area and we found that both lots of family both groups of um, both, both cohorts valued book reading and read to their children from birth so that's so encouraging that is fantastic and it's reminded
0: me since we're sitting in Brisbane and Queensland that read and grow is a, a something you said you are aware of and of course that's yes. a, something that's being rolled out very well in this state um, uh, I also wanted to ask what about um, the children in the community who get read to uh, have um, a wonderful experience with uh, being read to by parents and others and yet they continue to have literacy difficulties when it comes to that moment. What can we say to families who have that experience?
1: Yes and I think that's a very important and a, a, a very realistic area for that we have as speech pathologists that we hear from families and we're certainly not saying that, um, that parents if their child has dyslexia, that they haven't read to their child, um, and this is an area that really—it's a—it's a good question that require that requires further empirical evidence to to understand what's happening in that space, and. What we don't know is whether the book reading did provide some protective factor for these children's language development, because we don't know what could have happened. Potentially, these children have got um, dyslexia, which is the nature of their dyslexia, is that they actually need more phonological intervention, which that would come in phonological awareness, which would really come in more at the preschool age. We wouldn't really be doing that with infants, but certainly from preschool age, I'd be strongly encouraging families to engage in phonological awareness and you just have to go and have a look at any of Gail, Professor Gail Gillen's work on phonological awareness to see the fantastic um, outcomes that have been reported for preschool children from embedding that within storybooks. Um, So that's something I'd really encourage and potentially we need storybooks that are providing a bit of a segue into phonological awareness from a very early age um, and maybe implicitly embedding those within the book um, such as shapes of letters, that sort of thing to support the letter sound knowledge later on.
0: Mm, Sounds like a a win-win situation. Uh, One other question which um, hasn't cropped up before and again it might be a bit of an obvious one, but when reading with a baby is there a particular position that's good for reading uh, where should the
1: book be where should the baby be <laughs> that's an excellent question and it's um it's one that i often like to talk about so i'm really glad that you brought that up um One of the um, very important aspects of book reading is the opportunity that it provides for parent-child interactions and particularly parent-child eye contact and joint attention. And we know from numerous studies both within Australia and overseas that joint attention is such a strong predictor of later communication outcomes. So we really want to be providing, uh, well, using book reading as an opportunity to maximise parent-child interactions. So I would strongly encourage parents to be facing their child, so that they can engage in eye contact and enable joint attention as well, because of course, eye contact is a precursor to, to joint attention. And so, one of the ways that you can do that is to sit with your child, Faye, or your baby facing you and having the book between you and the child so that the child can still access the book but that you're still able to look at the child eye-to-eye eye. so this might be the child sitting on your lap but facing you or you can bring them up to your eye level on the high chair um, there's numerous different ways that you can encourage the child to be sitting so that they're sitting facing you so that you can have that parent-child eye contact to facilitate parent-child joint attention mm,
0: that's great information um rushing off to find a baby right now and grab a book <laughs>
1: um, I
0: think we've covered everything, thank you Michelle, this thank has you. been an absolute pleasure and I know a lot of people are going to get some very interesting information from this podcast thank
1: you again. Thank you so much and just to acknowledge my um, my co-authors again, so Professor Sharon MacLeod and Dr Audrey Wang um, and this research is supported by a senior research fellowship that was awarded to Professor Sharon MacLeod through Charles Stowe University Thank you. Thank you.
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.